Hey guys, it's Peter Fry, and welcome to the Living with Hope podcast, a daily devotional where we dig into God's Word and explore together what it means to live with hope in Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. Now I'm actually going to start reading at verse 3 to give us the fuller context. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. We have redemption through Jesus Christ. This is the message of the blessings that are found in the grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've been walking through kind of verse by verse, section by section, these first lines to the church in Ephesus about the spiritual blessings that are found in Christ Jesus. We we saw that part of one aspect of that is that God the Father, before time even began, chose to set his love upon us. And then we see the the plan start to play out. And that's actually the language that Paul uses here in verses 7 through 10, that this was a plan that God had before time began for the fullness of time, for for just the right moment in history. He would send Jesus to accomplish what we refer to as redemption. Verse 7 says, in him, in Christ, this repeated uh, phrase throughout this first chapter of Ephesians, in Christ we have redemption through Jesus' blood. Redemption is a picture of reuniting, of bringing back. It is paying a price. Redemption requires paying a price that someone owed and bringing them back. And and so in that, redemption is this picture of Jesus paying the price that we owed because of our sins. And this is where we see the riches of God's grace. That we were poor, we were dead, we were, there are all these words throughout the scriptures to describe our desolate state in our sin. But Jesus enters the scene. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. That's the language of Galatians chapter 4. So Christ came when the fullness of time had come to redeem us, to buy us back from the penalty that we owed because of our sin. And how did he do it? By paying the price. And this is where um, I love 
to see the language of, of different images that Paul uses to describe our salvation. He refers to the riches of God's grace. Now, the reason Paul points to God's grace being uh, something that is rich is that God had to pay an infinitely high cost to purchase our redemption. That infinitely high cost was he had to die in our place. And that's why it says redemption through his blood, through Jesus's death, he pays the price for our sin and he pays that infinitely high cost. And that is why it's so important to understand that God's grace is not just some cheap thing that God says, oh, I simply forgive you for what you've done and I'm I'm just going to let it slide. No, he says, I know that what you've done, your rebellion against me is an infinitely high cost and I, my grace is so rich. It is so lavish that I am going to buy your redemption through my own blood. And so Jesus comes and and this is what Paul describes is that he makes known to us the mystery of his will. Just a few verses before, Paul described the purpose of his will. And, and in, God, in God the Father choosing us, we see the purpose of his will, that he purposed to set his love upon us. And then the mystery of his will is that he was willing to accomplish that by giving his own life for us. And so when we uh, talk about this word redemption, when we think about it, We have to think about it in terms of the riches of God's grace that he lavished upon us at the cross of Jesus. And at that moment, we start to see uh, this uh, sovereign purpose of God that began before time, before the foundations of the world. We see that funnel down into a very clear picture. And it's the picture of Jesus with his arms spread open wide. And it says, as it says in Colossians chapter 2, our record of debt was canceled. It was nailed to the tree. And so the mystery of God's will, it starts to uh, be revealed. And it's still this mystery of why would the God of all, all of creation, the God who created us for a relationship with him, and yet we rebelled against him, why would he be willing to purchase our redemption? This is the mystery of his will. It's that he is so rich in grace. He is so lavish in love that this was his plan all along to unite things in heaven and things on earth. God's will is to unite to himself those who he has set his love upon. And this is the gospel of Jesus. And this is the sweetness of knowing that we have been redeemed. We've been bought back. The price has been paid. The cost was infinitely high. And God's grace is infinitely rich. And this is a reason to worship. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Lord, 
thank you for your redemption. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins that was made possible because of the riches of your grace that paid the price for our redemption. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't take that for granted, but that we would fully embrace our adoption as your children, that we would walk by faith and not by sight, leaning on your lavish love and basking in the riches of your grace. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.